Welcome back. This episode, we're going to introduce a new podcast series, the Desert Island Albums. Uh, so this is where, of course, you've had tons of conversations with your buddies, usually over beers, about you know which albums you'd take if you were deserted on an island. Well, that's what we're talking about here. Uh, we're going to cover the top 10 albums by different subgenres. And this first edition, we're going to do hard rock. Unlike our best songs podcast uh, series, we'll have no limits on the number of albums issued by any given band, uh, if appropriate. Uh, so the only rule being we, we're going to list it chronologically. And we're going to start in May of 1976 with our first album. Uh, so anybody who's isolated needs to keep their spirits up. And there's nothing better than some headbanging boogie to keep you positive. And since Status Quo are the kings of Boogie, uh, we're going to reach for one of their albums to kick things off on our list. Uh, so I'm going to take my personal fave platter with me on the island. It's blue for you. Boogie heaven here. Oh, I'm mad about you, 
1977 was a great year for hard rock and in fact we got four albums of our 10 uh, taken from that year so you don't want your brain to atrophy in isolation so you need some thinking man metal and of course uh, that means that we got to take some rush with us on our vacation uh, so September 77's A Farewell to Kings has personal importance to me, being the album that initially really got me into the band, uh, and remains my fave of the esteemed Canucks extensive catalogue to this day.
meant as much to me in my youth as Ted Nugent, uh, his over-the-top stage antics, boundless energy, and absolute lust for life was a magnet for a teenager hungry for enthusiastic high-energy entertainment. So in fact, an oversized poster of Uncle Ted was the first musical uh, poster ever adorned my bedroom wall. Uh, so I'd be taking May 1977's Cat Scratch Fever with me on Deserted Island, uh, containing what I consider to be the Motor City Madman's best batch of tunes and uh, some of his tastiest guitar solos. I'd have to take what I consider to be the greatest hard rock album of all time with me, that being ACDC's Let There Be Rock, released in July of 1977. So nowhere else in recorded history has the electric guitar been recorded this well. Uh, you know, sparks seemingly coming out of the speakers every time Angus winds himself up, 
an absolute classic. Austin's Aerosmith ruled the hard rock world in the 70s, so weren't an album in our collection of 10 Desert Island albums. Uh, so I'm going to reach for December 77's underrated Draw the Line. So yeah, while uh, Rocks and Night and the Ruts are certainly worthy, uh, personally Draw the Line always uh, has been my fave from the band containing many of their best deep album tracks. 
like kings and queens.
One of the bands I saw multiple times at Maple Leaf Gardens in my youth was Nazareth, with the whiskey-fueled vocals of one Dan McCafferty making a hell of an impression. Uh, so the album I take from the band would be the, from January 1979, No Mean City. Uh, so this was the album the band was uh, touring in support of uh, the first time I witnessed them live at my fave concert of all time. Uh, the huge outdoor Canadian World Music Festival where 50,000 metalheads enjoyed uh, Nugent, Aerosmith, the Ramones, amongst others. Here's Claim to Fame. Your hair for mine to eat my 
we've pushed to the wall and forced to select my second favorite hard rock album of all time, I more often than not point to January 81's The Wild, The Willing, and The Innocent by UFO. So each track is different from the other. Uh, so here we find the English veteran's best songwriting on display. You got the amazing vocals of Phil Maugh, great guitar work from the recently deceased Paul Tonka Chapman, and even some sax from Neil Carter, an album that just keeps giving.
No set of Desert Island albums for a hard rocker would be complete without a guitar-gasm release. And for that, I'm going to reach for an album from who I consider the greatest axeman of all time, Frank Marino. Uh, yeah, I could have selected what's next, but instead I'm going to go with 1981's The Power of Rock and Roll, uh, given that it contains a consistently higher level of over-the-top guitar histrionics for Marino. Uh, this one would peel you to the coconut tree every time. of Graham Bonnet into the Michael Schenker group along with the addition of Martin Birch at the production helm uh, turned a rather depressing recording entity into a world beater with October 82's Assault Attack. 
Uh, there's the buoyant rhythm section, Shanker's tastiest guitar work, and of course the amazing bonnet vocals uh, makes for one of the greatest hard rock albums of all time.
Graham Bonnet didn't even last one touring cycle with MSG before being ousted, uh, but he more than landed on his feet by quickly putting together his own band, Alcatraz, and subsequently issuing the legendary debut album No Parole from Rock and Roll in October of 1983. So impeccable songwriting here, soaring vocals from Bonnet, of course, and the introduction of new guitar god Ingwi Malmsteen, an absolute hard rock classic. We made 
there you have it, the 10 hard rock albums I'd be taking with me on a deserted island. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, remember to join back again next Monday for our new release Monday podcast. And uh, check out our website, www.themightydecibel.com. Have a great one.